Hi there, are you fed up with your wine belly? Embarrassed about your booze boobs? Sick of waking up with a hangover? And tired of never reaching your potential? Welcome to Sober Sassy Life, the podcast for women who are looking for more out of life than the evening rendezvous with the Chardonnay. Let's banish the wine witch for good. Here's your host, Jackie Elliott. Hi everyone, welcome to today's podcast. Well, I know that most of you who have read my blog or have listened to me before will have heard me rant at some time or another against the media and the alcohol industry or maybe a politician or two. And I know it's futile and I know it's a waste of breath. Uh, I forget sometimes immersed in the sober world with other sober bloggers and the sober social media that we're the outliers. We're the weird ones. It's crazy, huh? But I'm reminded some, you know, every time somebody says something to me like, oh, you're still not drinking, or look sideways at my sparkling water, that sobriety is still a fringe activity. So when I see something in the media that seems very nearly to be taking this whole alcohol abuse epidemic seriously, I think it is worth a mention. So in the Washington Post recently, uh, the online edition, a headline caught my eye, which was the party's over, and you can Google it and find it. And this article focused on the introduction of sober dorms and houses on college and university campuses, and how in some states, providing this sober uh, or recovery facilities on campus is mandatory now. And coincidentally, in one of the Facebook groups that I'm in, we were sharing childhood pictures recently, discussing what we would say to our younger selves if we could jump into a time machine and go back. So uh, the article about young people abusing alcohol and, and talking about my younger self seemed to come all up at the same time. I don't know that I could persuade my younger self to not drink. But I do hope that I could tell her and she would listen that it's okay not to conform and do what everyone else is doing. I hope that I could tell her and she would listen that it's okay if she wants to be an introvert and sit at home and read. And it's okay if she's not part of a cool gang and doesn't have a boyfriend yet. Drinking became very complicated in my life long after my teenage years. But basically, I was the same as a vast majority of young people. I wanted to fit in and belong. And therefore, drinking was very much on the agenda. Because drinking was cool. I was coming of age when the alcohol industry was really shifting its marketing to the younger consumer and expanding out to include women. Uh, We learn to drink when we're young. It's almost expected. I see so many kids heading off to college and university, getting wasted um, during the ridiculous rite of passage that is Freshman's Week or Spring Break and getting involved in whatever drinking traditions that are in vogue. And I wonder, seriously, how many of those students are only going along with it so they can fit in? How many really don't enjoy being passed out? or having hideous hangovers, 
or vomiting everywhere, or seeing the evidence of their stupid antics on social media the next day. I mean, that's that's the least dangerous side of it. But how many young people, if they could, would avoid it? If they could get away with being outside the crowd? And then in turn, how many would then not start off with drinking as being completely normal in their life. So I really applaud this move to introduce sober dorms and alcohol-free zones in the United States uh, campuses and university. And I think just by making this facility available, the uptake of this would increase. Because I believe this about myself as a teenager and about teenagers in general, telling them not to do something is completely futile. But providing an environment where teenagers can make informed choices, where they feel that they can belong and they're not weird or uncool or disenfranchised from the rest of a student population, many more uh, than we think, I, I believe, would opt for the sober choice. If you're going to legislate, then definitely ban alcohol advertising and sponsorship for any purpose on campuses. The stupid thing is, I didn't like alcohol when I was young. I hated being out of control. I loathed waking up feeling terrible in the morning and I had a really low tolerance for booze. Yeah, I didn't have a lot of self-confidence. I didn't have a multitude of friends. I wasn't in the cool gang and drinking alcohol was a magic ticket for acceptance. So I drank and I don't think now that I was much different from a lot of other people. It's taken me until I'm nearly 50 years old to not worry about what other people think of me. It's taken me most of my adult life to figure out that pleasing other people is not only a waste of time and energy, but also an impossible task. If I could go back in time, I would obviously tell younger Jackie that. But it's likely, just like all the other thousands of teenagers, that, they, that I would ignore older me because obviously I don't get what being a teenager is, all, is like. So everybody has to figure it out for themselves. But I do think that encouraging more opportunities to not drink, locations and communities that are alcohol-free within spaces that have traditionally been awash with booze, are really supporting an atmosphere of belonging, basically where young people can be sober and not be embarrassed about it. I think that we will find that many more of a young, younger generation will opt to be booze-free and there'll be many, many more 50-year-olds in years to come, just like me, who believe that sobriety is just a normal, cool way to be. So that's all for today, folks. Thanks for listening in. I will talk to you again soon.